Hello and welcome to Cool Time Life. I'm your host, Steve Prentice. Here's what you need to know about this podcast series. Each of our Cool Time Life podcasts focuses on a topic dealing with people, productivity and technology, and each offers ideas and facts that you need to know about to thrive in today's busy world. An index of our podcasts, who I am, as well as subscription information, is available at steveprentice.com under the podcast tab. What is a crisis to you? Usually when people think of the term crisis, they think of a bad event, a point where something is going to break. People can have an emotional crisis or a financial one. A city or company can have a leadership crisis. A country can have a civil crisis like a revolution or an environmental or industrial one. In all cases, they represent points of urgency in which the boundaries that help keep normalcy normal are becoming stretched to the breaking point. In day-to-day life, we can also face workload scheduling crises. These may not sound as significant or as tragic, and of course they usually are not, but they still represent a breaking point and an urgent need of repair. In its simplest form, a scheduling crisis takes its meaning from the world of project management. We are looking at a new, unexpected task that comes out of nowhere, that must be taken care of right now, and as such imposes itself on your already crowded calendar, forcing you to put other tasks aside until you take care of it. This type of crisis might appear as one of the following. A meeting that suddenly gets called or a new request from your boss or from a customer. Or someone calls in sick and cannot do their part of a project that needs to be done today. None of these things sound terribly bad. This is not an issue of workplace violence or a cyber attack. But they are related in some small way. That's because when an unexpected thing hits your calendar, a few things happen. First, yes, you have to react, and reaction triggers a mild fight-or-flight response that tends to move people towards doing things without clearly thinking them through, just to get them out of the way. Second, the new, urgent task forces other work to be pushed to the side, yet that work still has to get done, which causes a ripple effect across the rest of your calendar and generally spills out into personal time. Third, it sets a precedent of normality, an ergonomic inflation that forces you to accept that this is how things are. Just more and more stuff to deal with without pushback or delineations in place. This only leads to an inadvertent complacency and a willingness to continue to do the same, to accept workload crises without question and just deal with them. But that's not ideal. It's the reason why we accept so many emails and so many tasks in the day. We accept the unexpected because, as humans... We are hardwired to react, and proactive planning doesn't come naturally to us. But every time one of these unplanned events comes at you, it upsets everything. Not just your work, but your diet, even your sleep cycle. It's a disruption that comes at a great cost. So let's take stock. One of the things project managers do a lot of is quantify. They count. They count everything. Every task that goes into a project, how much time and how many resources they will need and for how long, it's part of project planning. So, let's quantify the calendar-related crises that have happened to you. First, how often does a crisis happen to you? How often does an unplanned activity force its way into your nice, organized day? Is it once per day? Once every couple of days? Once per week? And how long, on average, does it take for you to handle this crisis? Remember, a crisis could be anything from a network crash to an email requiring you to drop everything and do something. So, how often would you say a crisis happens to you on a daily or weekly basis? If, for example, you recognize that every day an unplanned event, a calendar crisis, happens, 
something that forces you to shove everything else aside to handle it, then what you actually have here is actually an expectable activity. If you can expect an unplanned activity to happen every day, then yes, you can expect it. And that gives you proactive conscious power. Instead of dreading it, hoping against hope that it won't happen, you can plan for it. You can even enter it on your calendar as a recurring activity, let's say 12 o'clock till 1 o'clock every day, the crisis of the day. Now, of course, let's be clear, no one expects the crisis to happen exactly at 12 noon each day, but the point is you set the time aside for it now. You budget time for it, and when the crisis does actually happen, you can drag that block of reserved time up or down the calendar face to where it is needed. By creating this appointment as a real appointment, even before it happens, even before it is named, even before you know what it is actually about, this helps defend your calendar from becoming overloaded and hitting that critical path where work spills over into your evenings and weekends. Think about how restaurants work. They can expect a lunchtime rush, but they don't know how many people are going to show up. But a smart restaurant manager is going to make sure there is enough staff on hand to handle the peak volume. And similarly, the kitchen staff will have enough food ingredients to satisfy the customer's requests, and they will have pre-cooked a great deal of the foods, pastas and potatoes and prepared salads, for example, in anticipation. This is called being prepared. Even when no one can guarantee how many people will enter the restaurant that day, they are ready for what might happen. It is a regular, expectable, unexpected quantity of work. When you think about this, it's also how a private parking space works. Imagine how much more effective it would be if you know you have your own parking space, either at work, or maybe in your condo building, or better yet, at the mall. That space is put aside and everyone else must steer around it. How convenient is that? By planning for your crisis of the day, you reserve time in your calendar for it. You create a parking space for it. A tangible block of time. A block of time that says to you and everyone else, one hour of today is reserved for this unplanned event that I know is coming. This gives you enormous leverage to defer or negotiate the other activities of the day, meetings, travel, research, writing, and so on. If you do not reserve the time for this unplanned event, then that time will automatically fill up with other stuff and there will be no space for that unplanned event to fall into. But by blocking that time on your calendar now, you are reserving an hour of your day, which can be applied to whenever it is needed, with other tasks moving around it like a game of Tetris. Sometimes perhaps even being negotiated and deferred to tomorrow. Or later. Or never. Having this pre-planned space means that when the crisis occurs, you will also have the mental acuity to handle it more efficiently. Things always unfold better when you come at them with a cool, unflustered, fully-fueled mind. There is an expression that says a stranger is a friend you haven't met yet. Well, a calendar crisis is simply an appointment that you have not yet met. An appointment that does not yet have a time or a name, but for which time and space are being reserved for it to pull into as part of the expected part of each day. The other thing about unexpected events, though, is why they are there at all. If you have to put aside something in order to handle an unexpected other thing, why does this unexpected other thing actually exist? What brought us to the point of having to address something unexpected in the first place? This is why I always ask for a post-mortem.
Despite what I have described above about putting aside time for the expectable crisis of the day, there will still be times when, yes, despite the best of intentions, something comes along where you just simply have to drop everything and take care of it. It happens. But as the Das Equus, a most interesting man in the world, might say, I don't always say yes to unplanned requests, but when I do, I always ask for a post-mortem. A post-mortem. An after-action review. In project management, this is known as the closure phase. So in short, I will say, yes, I will help you with this emergency, but once it's over, we must discuss it. Why did it happen? How did we let it happen? What can we do to ensure it doesn't happen again? We can learn from our mistakes. This is the essence of the concept of continuous improvement, Kaizen. If we forgot to proofread a document before it went to the printer to be bound in a book, why was that? What can we do to make sure we don't forget the proofreading task next time? A checklist? A meeting? If my boss drops a report on my desk that he or she has forgotten to give me last week, and now it's last minute, what can I do in the future to head these types of snafus off at the pass? Maybe a Monday morning huddle with the boss to discuss what's going on this week. This, by the way, this act of proactive management with the boss should never be perceived as a critique of him or her. It's called managing up, and it's a crucial skill, one that I'll be giving time to in another episode. Firefighters, athletes, performers, all kinds of people take the time to review their work after the fact. It's the best way to ensure continuous improvement, kaizen, and to stop these types of mistakes from happening again. So crises happen. It's a part of life. But unfortunately, we humans have been designed to be more willing to react than proact. Effective management of crises is a pro-action. So therefore, you have to consciously schedule time for them if they are a regular part of your day and insist on follow-up and improvement if they are rarer or infrequent. As I mentioned many times, time management is made up of two words, and the second of which is management. Management is not about coping with what is. It's about scripting what should be and what will be. And the more you can do that, the more you can proactively write the history of your future, the less you will get caught up in unexpected events, these calendar crises. So, that's my podcast on the concept of the calendar crisis. If you have a comment about the show or a question you would like answered in a future episode, please let me know. You can drop me a line through the contact us form at steveprentice.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Stephen Prentice, S-T-E-V-E-N-P-R-E-N-T-I-C-E. And on LinkedIn, just search for the cool time life, no spaces, just as one word, showcase page. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. Those really help us get the word out. The theme music for Cool Time Life was obtained through podcastthemes.com. And until next time, I'm Steve Prentice. Thanks for listening.